my friend Drew Allen. And I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As diehard conservative. I'm to this guy for wisdom. Welcome to the Drew Allen Show. This is your millennial minister of truth, Drew Allen. This is a little bit different kind of show today. A little bit more off the cuff than usual. Not because I didn't have time to prepare, but because I didn't even know how to prepare for today's show. I've got some sound bites. I want to address pretty much the only thing on my mind, which honestly, I I feel nauseous. I, I feel kind of short of breath right now. I feel so frustrated with so many emotions over this shooting that just took place in Nashville. More importantly, how the left how the left is using this shooting once again to pursue a political agenda and ignoring the real concerns, the real warning signs, the real things that need to be addressed. We are staring down evil in this nation. We're staring it in the eyes. And every single one of us better buckle up, better get a lot of courage, and be prepared for this fight ahead. I understand that not everyone is uh, perhaps religious. I'm not shy about my faith. I personally am a Christian. I am a believer. And we are involved in a spiritual war as much as everything else in this nation. This nation has not been tested like we're about to be tested in our nation's history in one regard. That is the vast, vast proliferation of evil and amorality taking place in this country today. Yeah, we can go through history, talk about war, the American Revolution. We can talk about the Civil War and the issue of slavery. That's fine. We conquered those. But what we have today is far more sinister, far more insidious. We have an entire political party And there are some Republicans involved, too, that is devoted to the social re-engineering of America, that is totally devoted to the corruption and the sickening of the hearts and souls of our children. That's what's happening today. And the left, of course, (laughs) I'm going to play clips of our favorite media out there, their responses to previous shootings, how they stop at nothing to blame Republicans, how they want to blame Republicans even now, how they don't want to address the inconvenient narrative, which is what? The Nashville shooter embraced gender ideology. The Nashville shooter was a leftist. The Nashville shooter used pronouns. The Nashville shooter was trans. Been quite a few trans shooters over the last few years. Colorado Springs, remember? 
That shooting that took place and the media immediately tried to blame Republicans for their quote unquote anti LGBTQ rhetoric. And it turned out that that shooter was non-binary, which means the shooter was one of them. Denver, we had a trans man engage in a mass shooting. Aberdeen, we had a a trans individual that was receiving hormonal treatments at the time. One of the shooters who shot up a pharmaceutical distribution company. And now we have Nashville. And the left, of course, it's so tired. It's so old. It's so stupid. Blame the guns. Take the guns. Every time someone with a mental illness commits a mass shooting, the Democrats demand that law-abiding citizens be disarmed. Punish the innocent for the sins of the guilty. And this is all a moral crisis. What type of individual goes into a school and murders nine-year-old children? What type of filth, what type of demon goes into any setting and commits murder, but especially goes into a school where they know there are no guns, where they know the children are not protected, where these children are innocent? What type of monster goes in there and kills them? Here's the problem today. Do you want to know the real truth? The Democratic Party in particular and their insipid ideology, they are manufacturing monsters. These monsters are not born. These monsters are created. And they're being created by the hatred from the left. They're being created by the sinister CRT, the sinister gender ideology, the sinister trans agenda. That is what is happening. A mentally ill person, that is the type of person who commits a mass murder. Not a sane human being. Do you realize something? The the, the human being is such an interesting thing. We have a spiritual component to us. But we are incredibly fragile. We are incredibly fragile. Yes, we can be very durable. We can be very durable and very strong. Given the right thoughts, given the right purpose, given the right devotion, given the right acceptance of morality. But if you strip that away, we're left naked, susceptible. And that's what's happening in America today. We don't have a gun problem in America. Guns have been a part of our entire history. It's not because more people are buying guns. It's not because there's more guns than there were 10 years ago or 10 years before that. We have a morality problem in America. This is the proliferation of evil in this country. That is what is responsible for this problem. Mental illness, hatred, evil, not guns. I've talked about it before. My dad's in his 70s. He used to go to high school. People had gun racks on their trucks. They weren't popping off and killing each other. This is why people need to take things like abortion more seriously. 
The fundamental problem with the pro-abortion movement is that it is as radical as the trans movement. You see, if you do not value human life in the womb, you do not value human life after it comes out of the womb. This is why the abortion issue is so important, because it has widespread ramifications. It's not just about, oh, I had sex and I didn't use any protection and I accidentally got pregnant and I'm not ready. That's not what it's about. It's about the way you look. It's not just about the dereliction of responsibility, right? You, you, people just want to be able to engage in whatever kind of sexual conduct that they want and they don't want to face the repercussions. They don't want to have to get pregnant. So it's about a rejection of personal responsibility. But beyond that, what has happened to the pro-abortion movement? They are advocating for infanticide. The entire Democratic Party, as a political party in this country, advocates for birth up until, abortion up until birth. It's sick. There is no reverence for life. So, I want to start with cut number one, Captain. This is a montage that I put together of different talking heads, evil people. Call them what they are. These are evil people in the media. Blaming Republicans for, for example, the Colorado shooting even though the Colorado shooting was carried out by a non-binary individual, but it didn't stop them because an LGBTQ gay club was shot up. And because a gay club was shot up, immediately that was investigated as a hate crime. Now, in this case, we had a Christian school shot up. There's no calls for investigations into a Christian hate crime. And that is what's happening in this country. Christianity itself, morality itself, Judeo-Christian values are under attack. And they're not going to stop until they are gone. So go ahead and play the media irresponsibly, in a very sickening manner, discussing previous shootings. This would be a montage of people talking about either the Colorado shooting of the gay nightclub or also the shooting that took place in Buffalo at the supermarket. Go ahead and play cut one, Captain. Go. Not an isolated incident. Tucker Carlson. It's Tucker Carlson. Thanks to Fox News and people like Lauren Bobart. And all of what he does at night, the dangerous rhetoric that he spews every night in his show. Right-wing forces seeking to demonize LGBTQ folks. Violence, harassment, assaults, real-world violence in this community. Vilify people. This is what rhetoric brings. Earlier this year, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Words matter. Uh, White Americans are are being told, being poisoned through... uh, the internet, but also through some relatively mainstream uh, media organizations on the right. Sean Hannity. What critics have called the don't say gay bill. Would vilify people because they want to go through a procedure around their sexual identity. The far right wing conservatives. Dissing LGBTQ plus people. But let's be clear. Uh, the stuff Tucker and Laura Ingram say every night, it, it, it could be written by white supremacists. They needed a new boogeyman and they left on 
LGBTQ community members. Being mainstreamed by high-ranking Republican officials. No, am I drawing a direct line from Tucker's show to the shooter in, in, in Buffalo? Yeah. Yes, I, I am. am. I am. There you go. They simply come out and they have no problem. They blame Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, it's his fault. They draw a direct line between Tucker Carlson. He's responsible for loading that gun. He's responsible. So, Captain reminded me, he made a good point while that was playing. He said that Christians are vilified all the time. In fact, Christianity itself is under attack in this country by the left. Judeo-Christian values are under assault. We are condemned. Uh, You don't see Christians going out in the streets and committing mass murder. Do you? What you do see is a lot of people that come from broken homes. You see a lot of people who are transgender. You see a lot of people who are in gangs. You see, you see all manner of people who are broken. They come from broken homes. They come from homes in which the parents are negligent, that aren't paying attention to them. You know, this case in Nashville is the perfect example. It appears that this girl, woman who used the pronouns he, him, well, this trans murderer in Nashville, well, she, biological female, lived at home with her parents And she had a lot of guns, and she kept them hidden from her parents. Her parents didn't know that she had them. In fact, her mom was an anti-gun advocate. That's right. Her mom was a big lefty, a big lefty. And yet this daughter was hiding these guns in the house. And in fact, um, I'm trying to look through this article. I printed off just some, some, some things. We're still waiting, by the way, for the manifesto. I feel like the manifesto was released immediately when it came to the Buffalo shooting. They couldn't, they couldn't get their hands on that fast enough. Uh, and they called that person a white supremacist and so on and so forth. But with this, we're still waiting for the manifesto. We're still waiting for the manifesto. But we know a lot about this person. This person should have never been allowed to purchase a gun in the first place. This individual was mentally ill by virtue of using pronouns. And that's the truth. I support a ban like we have anyway. If you're mentally ill, you can't own a firearm. Well, the trans community, people who use pronouns, are by definition mentally ill. And when I talk about the strength that we need to develop to talk about these issues, it's what I'm saying and doing right now. The left is going to come for you and attack you for saying what I just said now, but it's a fact. It's a fact. The the Democratic Party and the trans movement, they are uplifting mental illness. They are celebrating mental illness and they are encouraging it. Transgenderism is mental illness. And what do you expect? What do you expect is going to happen when you take a young person and you pump their head full of lies? And you take advantage of someone who's 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. And you tell them and make them a false promise like you are David Koresh in the Branch Davidians. And you tell them, hey, salvation can be found in gender rejecting care. You're uncomfortable. 
You're unhappy. You're dissatisfied. Well, I have a solution. Just listen to me. The answer to all your problems lies in chopping off your wiener. The truth and your salvation can be found in having a double mastectomy and becoming another gender. You're trapped in a body. We understand. This is normal. This is totally normal. You feel like you're a girl as a boy and you're nine years old? I tell you what, we're going to get you the help you need. And then you're going to be happy. Once you chop off the wiener, once you take off the breasts, once you take this hormone therapy and you join this trans community, you're protected. Salvation lies in being trans. And then that person has those surgeries, has those operations, joins this cult, and guess what? They're still not happy. They're still not happy because they bought snake oil. They were sold a false bill of goods that told them that they were going to be happy if they just embraced this mental illness and went down this road of evil and depravity. And when they say, I'm unhappy, when the suicide rates are 80%, What do their cult leaders who convinced them to go down this road of depravity tell them? It's not our fault. It's not. We didn't tell you anything untrue. It's because you're a victim in this world. There are people out to get you. That's all it is. You're unhappy because people don't accept you. That's why. Well, you know what? As a conservative living in California, as a conservative, frankly, who's lived, worked, gone to schools, In liberal areas my entire life, I've always been a political minority, always a minority, always under attack. I've lost so many friends because I do this show, lost so many friends because I voted for Trump in 2020, lost so many friends because I refuse to reject Trump and call him Hitler and atone for my sins in the eyes of my Democrat left-wing friends. And they all abandoned me. They all attacked me. They sent me messages calling me all kinds of egregious names, cursing me out, people I knew for decades. I didn't pick up a gun and go shoot up a place. So that argument is a joke. That, oh, oh, someone disagrees with your lifestyle. Someone someone doesn't support your choices. And therefore, these people are being victims. So it's our fault. And you'll hear a minute, the media... They will do this. They will, they, it makes me sick. An LGBT, a, a trans person just shot up a school, killed innocent children and teachers. And the left is out there asking for support for the trans community. Not these, not this Christian school, not the actual victims of violence, but they are saying, we've got to support the trans people right now. Now, when they get their hands on a juicy little tidbit from a manifesto that they think they can claim and maneuver and massage to accuse a killer, you know, in Buffalo, for example, of being a MAGA Republican, which he wasn't, but they put that out there. They don't say, oh, you know, we need to protect the MAGA movement. Not all MAGA, not all MAGA people are mass shooters. No, no. They try to say MAGA is mass shooters. But here... Here? Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's our fault. It's our fault. It's Tennessee's fault. It's Texas's fault. Because why? They want to pass legislation that prevents doctors from cutting off wieners and breasts of little kids. 
That's what the trans radicals are all about. And you know what the LGBT actually stands for? LGBT. The T, I think, stands for terrorist. That's what the placeholder is. The LGB terrorist group. So, let's do the contrast here. Let's queue up cut two, Captain. This is the media's response to the trans killer in Nashville. I want you to listen to all the sympathy for this person. How they go out of their way to victimize the trans killer, to make that person a victim. No mention of the Christians that were just attacked. None of it. Go ahead and play it, Captain. Go. Hale, who police say identifies as transgender. That news has already prompted some attacks against the trans community. Look, pronouns pronouns do not kill children. People with guns kill children, and it's going to be a distraction in our coverage and keep us from what we now know, which is each of these cases has a similarity uh, more than any difference. Demonstrators at the Texas State Capitol Monday fighting against anti-trans bills being considered by state lawmakers. I am concerned about how um, opposition and people who are uh, anti-trans will try to spin this. Fighting House Bill 1686, which would block doctors from providing gender transition health care treatment to children. Advocates worry the attacks aren't over. Saying the human rights campaign says trans people are much more likely to be victims of violence rather than perpetrators. It's really disgusting. It's really disgusting how the media conducts itself. It's it's really it's really hard to comprehend and fathom that we live in a time in the United States of America right now where this is an issue. We have people that are fighting for the quote unquote right to mutilate the genitalia of little kids. And this political party that advocates for that somehow somehow has voters. And these are the same people who support the drag shows for children. And they make these false equivalencies, of course. They say, oh, we're, we're more concerned about the drag shows for children than guns. Well, drag shows for children are where it starts. Gender ideology is where it starts. So the deep irony here is that our policy suggestions, what Tennessee and Texas are actually doing in their legislators, legislatures, by calling for the the uh, the banning of these types of gender mutilating surgeries for children that is solving the problem. You see, getting CRT and gender theory out of our schools is solving the problem. You see, we are trying to solve the mental health crisis. We are trying to repair the damage done by the Democratic Party and these radical mentally ill lunatics in America. And it's the Democrats who can't see that or refuse to see it or don't want to see it because the Democrats, now the average voter, again, there's a distinction. They're just wrapped up in this because they belong to a cult. But the people at the top know what they're doing. They are re-engineering America socially. And I know this is controversial. And as we know, as you know, my audience, controversy is true. 
The Democrats are not upset by this mass shooting. They salivate over each mass shooting that takes place in America. They do not care about the victims. They only look at it as a political opportunity to take away innocent law-abiding Americans' guns. That's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. That's what it's always been about. Knives kill more people in this country than rifles. Rifles. Every time one of these things, these, these mass shootings takes place and the killer uses an assault-style weapon, they call to ban assault rifles. Assault rifles. And yet knives kill more people than rifles. Handguns kill more people than rifles and knives. That is true. Handguns are the murder weapon of choice. But not necessarily in mass shootings. And when those are used, you don't hear about it. And they call them assault weapons now, by the way, not assault rifles. They don't call for an assault rifle ban. You notice how they've changed the language, Captain? They used to call for an assault rifle ban. Now they call for an assault weapon ban. What is an assault weapon? Well, it's a list of like, you know, over 100 guns. All types. And that's where this is going. Cue up cut three, Captain. So... A pundit was on CNN. I don't know this gentleman's name. Maybe this is Charles Coleman. Looks like it might be Charles Coleman since it says it there. But he was on there. And I want you to to just listen to how stupid this human being is. And I'm not trying to be mean or rude. I, I just, he's asking, you'll hear, what are Republicans doing? What are they proposing? Until we hear this, I'm not gonna stop politicizing this. Go ahead and play Cut three, Captain. Go. Show me how you are constructing budgets that are intended to address the health and well-being from a mental and psychological place of American citizens. Show me in a real way beyond sort of just throwing more money, more metal detectors, bulletproof classrooms, arming teachers, these solutions that essentially only feed the violence that is in America's DNA. Where is your concern there? Until then, you can't talk to me about politicizing this because all you've done is call a rose something else by another name. But you don't think this is going to in any way change the narrative around violence or guns or school shootings in America, do you? Unfortunately, it won't, Chris. And I think that we, like I said, we will likely see a greater push to change everything about this conversation other than access to guns. Because, of course, there's the rallying cry of this is not a a guns issue. This is a people issue. Well, then what are we doing about people? That becomes my immediate question. How are we investing in opportunities and spaces that are going to address that from a people end as a to focusing on schools and all sorts of other issues. I think that this is a very unfortunate space and we've learned over and over again, whether it's Uvalde, whether it's Sandy Hook, we do not have the type of regard 
for the lives of our children and our educators and their safety and public safety in such a way that is going to move this needle. And until that becomes a priority, Chris, this is not going to be a conversation that really moves anywhere forward at the type of speed or pace that it needs to. So he asked repeatedly, what are we, the Republicans, the conservatives, what are we doing about the people issue? Well, I I just said it before. We are trying to restore health, sanity, and morality to this nation. Meanwhile, the Democratic Party and this person's ilk are doing everything they can to destroy morality, remove it from society. We talk about the abortion issue. We are trying to restore the value of human life to this country so that people don't think that they can just go and shoot human beings willy-nilly and commit murder and it doesn't mean anything. That's what we're proposing. That's why we are pro-life. And the Democrats are the pro-death cult. We, we want to heal this nation by advocating for patriotism, for unity, for Americanism. We want to take critical race theory out of our schools. We want to take away this reverse racism, this quote-unquote anti-racism that is attributed to CRT, which says that we have to discriminate against white people to make up for the previous discrimination against black people. We want a world in which our children are not imbued, indoctrinated to believe that they are victims of oppression based on their skin color, or that they are oppressors because of their skin color. We want this nation to be color blind. And the way you achieve that is with each generation to teach them, to teach them that they are Americans, regardless of their race. Little kids don't see race. That is, that is taught to them by evil, sick people like Kindy and these other losers out there that want to foment Marxist revolution in America. What are we doing about the people issue? Well, we understand that transgenderism and gender ideology and pronouns are equivalent and tantamount to mental health crises. We understand that little girls are being raped in restrooms in places like Loudoun County, Virginia, by boys wearing skirts. We see what trans women, people like Leah Thomas, are doing and getting away with in terms of pretending to be a woman nominally and beating them in their own sports, the assault on women's rights. And we stand up and say, this is wrong. This is insane. We're not going to entertain it. And you guys want more of it. You want to push more of it. You want to teach little boys they can be girls, little girls they can be boys. You want to teach them that they're victims. You want to teach them that when that doesn't fulfill their dreams, when cutting off their penis doesn't make them happy, That we're the problem because we, as religious people, as moral people, we warn and say this is wrong and evil. And then you want to say that we're the problem. We're creating violence because we're telling the truth. We're creating violence because we're trying to save these people from a future of suicide, a future of violence, a future that we just saw for this Nashville shooter, Audrey, who was transgender, who went on a shooting spree of a Christian school she once attended, likely because she resents what? Christian values, which say what? 
We live in a world in which there are moral rules. We live in a world in which we have to actually have expectations of ourselves. We live in a world in which we sin and we have to atone for sin. We live in a world in which we cannot get away with every single thing that we want without any consequences. We have to live according to a higher power and a higher standard. And we do not subscribe to this belief that anything we want to do, burning down streets, killing people is justified because we have boundaries, we have morals, we have rules, and you have none. Your only rule is destruction on the left. Your only rule is death on the left. Your only rule is to tear down this nation, create mental illness, and create unhappy, furious, evil people. You are manufacturing evil in this nation and we want to stand up to it and we will stand up to it and you have no idea what you just did to me with this the gloves are off the gloves are off and people out there like matt walsh this is praise of matt walsh by the way he understands the significance of this transgender issue and this is one of the reasons he has been going so hard after this for so long and he's been mocked for it he's been made fun of for it you go after other people the daily wire And you say they're calling for violence because they're attacking this issue? No. This is what the left is doing to try and shut us up. You see what they do? We're causing violence. They want us to shut up, and we're not going to shut up. We're going to double down, and we're going to attack harder. You don't know the genie that's out of the bottle. This is not the old right. This is the new right. This is the new playbook. You're playing with fire, and we're willing to go all the way to the mat. We will go as far as you want to go to make sure that you're defeated. The days of you calling us names and getting us to shut up are over. No, your trans suicide, your trans killers, they're mentally ill. And we're going to continue to get rid of this trans crap from our schools. We're going to continue to call it what it is, a mental illness. And it is us who are compassionate. It is we who love people because we want to protect them from you. From you. So yes, we are absolutely engaged in a war. And we are prepared for this war. And you're going to lose. So, Captain Q-Up cut four. Now, if I were a leftist, and I think I will, I think I will adopt their tactics for a little while on this show because it's more fun. There's no rules. There's no rules, you see. Jane Fonda belongs in prison. Jane Fonda should be arrested by whatever means necessary, and she should be put in jail for the rest of her life because Jane Fonda called for murdering Christians just two weeks ago on The View. She advocated for the murder of Christians, and therefore, Jane Fonda, she doesn't have the right to free speech. She should be jailed for what she did. Jane Fonda, the FBI should be showing up at her address right now, right now, and taking her away, hauling her away. She has no rights left because Jane Fonda told, told this trans killer to shoot and target this Christian school. It's Jane Fonda's fault. Jane Fonda killed these kids. Play the cut, Captain. Go. We have experienced many decades now of having agency over our body, of being able to determine when and how many children to have. We know what that feels like. We know what that's done for our lives. We're not going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back. I think the women will rise up. That's the activist. That's Jane speaking, yeah. and, and and she probably will get a Nobel Prize. But it's the truth. Very soon. It, it is the truth. But We're I, not going to do it. Besides, besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous 
What did you say? <laughs> murder. She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say that. That's oh, not... you don't know. They'll pick up on that and yeah, just run with it. Yeah, that's the worst. She's just kidding. kidding. It's... Well, let me talk to you about... <laughs> Let's move on and talk about Jane's activism, which is yeah. legendary. So on national television, Jane Fonda was asked, you know, they want to take abortion away. Jane Fonda says she doesn't care what the laws are. She doesn't care what they are. She's going to continue to promote infanticide because she believes it's a right. Doesn't matter. She doesn't care about the law. She's lawless. And the question poses, well, what else can we do besides protest? And she says, murder. What? What did you, Jane, what did you say? Murder. No, 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 she didn't mean that. She didn't mean that. Come on. Come on, Jane, don't give the game, game away. We're not supposed to say that, you know. It's, it's, too, it's too obvious. I mean, we're supposed to be a little more sly about this. So there you go. Jane Fonda calling for the murder of pro-life individuals in this country. The left is the party of violence. The left is the party of destruction, and they can gaslight all day long, but we know the facts and we know the truth, and nothing they can say will change the truth. What's really interesting, I'm not done with this, I I, want to keep addressing this, but I don't know if you've seen in the news, but there's an insurrection happening in Israel right now. They are essentially trying to overthrow the Netanyahu regime, if you will. The left hates Netanyahu. Uh, He is the Donald Trump of Israel. Uh, He's being investigated for a bunch of bogus things as well. Uh, And, you know, they're very upset that he's back uh, in the prime minister seat there. And the Biden administration is supporting these violent protests. This is happening in Israel. And this is why the left is so disgraceful. When it came to January 6th, that's an insurrection. An insurrection. When it comes to Israel, overthrowing Netanyahu, forcing him to resign, burning down the streets. And we're talking about ten, I mean, tens of thousands of people, if not over 100,000 people protesting. Supported by the Biden administration. They don't call that an insurrection. In fact, they support it. They attack Netanyahu. They say their government's tyrannical. They justify these violent protests in Israel. And by the way, what happened in Nashville was more violent and caused more death than January 6th. It's not even close. As a matter of fact, every single one of these mass shootings carried out by indoctrinated leftists is more violent, more deadly, and more dangerous than January 6th. You see, there are many insurrections happening around the country at any given time, it appears. And it's being supported by the Democratic Party. And people like Jane Fonda who call for the murder of Christians. Captain, pull up. Show me photo one. I can't remember the order here. Okay, yeah, pull pull that one up for me, Captain. I just want you to see this. So after the Buffalo mass shooting,
featured this with a headline, Let's Call the Buffalo Shooter What He Is, a Radical MAGA Terrorist. This is the kind of reaction they have. And so I would like to respond in kind, and I would say, let's call the Nashville trans shooter what he, him is. A radical Democrat trans domestic terrorist. That's how this is done, is it not? But that's the kind of garbage you get. Uh, and pull up cut two for me, Captain. Or, or photo two, sorry. The photo there. So the the left, as you heard in previous clips too, words have consequences, words are important, words have meaning. Well, this was posted just a few days ago. It's calling for a trans day of vengeance. We need more than visibility, it says. Trans Day of Vengeance. Stop trans genocide. Trans Day of Vengeance. April 1st at 11 a.m. Assemble at the Supreme Court of the United States. Wear a mask. There should be a ban on masks in public now because these masks have been used by Antifa and other people now to hide their identities from authorities. That's how they're using it. And that's why they call for wearing a mask. These things are organized by the fascists known as Antifa. And the trans activists out there are violent insurrectionists. And they're encouraged to wear masks because they're going to commit acts of violence and crime. And they don't want their faces to be seen. That should be a prerequisite. If you want to organize in a setting like this, especially near government property or with a political motivation, the police should be allowed and permitted to arrest those who are hiding their faces. That should be a law for the protection and safety of the American people. So Trans Day of Vengeance. That sounds awfully violent to me, doesn't it? And think about what these people are protesting. What rights do trans people not have? They have every right. In fact, they have more rights. They are protected. And these people, the Trans Day of Vengeance, Stop Trans Genocide. You just had a genocidal maniac who just slaughtered a bunch of children at a Christian school. And these trans activists are somehow accusing us of calling for their genocide. Although I do call for their imprisonment. Those who support and advocate for the genital mutilation of our children, those who engage in it, they belong in prison or a mental institution. A mental institution. Now, Biden received news of the mass shooting. And he was instructed to address the issue. And he was at the White House. And Fox News was informed that he was prepared to make remarks. And so they went live to cover it. And when I tell you that the Democratic Party doesn't shed a single tear for any slain individual in a mass shooting, I mean it. 
They do not care at all. They celebrate it and they enjoy it because they look to use it to exploit it to come for your guns. Now think about the virtue signaling done by the left. Oh, I have kids. I wanted to keep them home today. This is horrific. We need to take the guns, so on and so forth. They tell us how sad they are, how they they just, this must stop. They act like they feel more than we do about these issues. And Joe Biden was so deep. I want you to hear. Joe Biden was so just deeply affected by the news of this mass shooting of a Christian school. Joe Biden was just so beside himself. He was just so... He viewed the task of addressing this so seriously that this is how he started the press conference about the mass shooting. Go ahead and play cut five, Captain. Go. Chairman the White House. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. I think I'm kidding. I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. <laughs> Folks, uh, it's a delight to have you all here. And who are those good-looking kids back there? <laughs> They're your kids, all four of them? Yeah. Well, stand up, guys. John, we'll jump back in here. Um, yeah. Uh, considering uh, the moment. Like you. Um, we were, we were told that the shooting per- that yeah. just happened uh, left three children dead. Uh, three adults dead, shooters dead, and we were told he would be addressing this f- off the top. Yeah, it's uh, rather surprising. I thought that a somber President Biden would have come to the podium here and addressed the school shooting. Well, there's your concerned president calling for a ban on assault weapons. There he is. So concerned so worried about what happened that he can't help but talk about ice cream and joke around in the room. Do I need to ask what the reaction would be if that was Donald Trump? Is it worth asking anymore? Making the comparison? Now, a A better understanding is becoming available as we've learned a little bit more about this trans mass shooter. She sent a friend a suicide note before she went in there and did what she did, slaughtering innocent children. The biological woman is 28 years old. She had gone to this Christian school at one time. Her mother, of course, is an anti-gun activist. She went to an art school in the Nashville area there and had graduated some kind of graphic designer. And she sent her former middle school basketball teammate uh, messages on Instagram at 9.57 a.m. on Monday. 
And here's how it goes. So basically that post I made on here about you, that was basically a suicide note. I'm planning to die today, the trans killer wrote. This is not a joke, she wrote. You'll probably hear about me on the news after I die. The killer added, this is my last goodbye. I love you. See you again in another life. The friend replied, Audrey, you have so much more life to live. I pray God keeps and covers you. And the killer wrote back, I know, but I don't want to live. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to upset you or get attention. I just need to die. I wanted to tell you first because you were the most beautiful person I've ever seen and known all my life. The killer added, my family doesn't know what I'm about to do. One day this will make more sense. I've left more than enough evidence behind, but something bad is about to happen. And moments after that, the killer walked into the Covenant School, clutching two assault rifles and a handgun. She gunned down three nine-year-olds and three staffers before she was fatally shot by police at 10.27 a.m. 14 minutes after the police received a call. And I would be remiss not to praise the cops in this situation that responded as they did. You can see the video. It's been released now. It's the opposite of what happened in Uvalde. They go right into the school. They don't wait. They go in and they take her out. But here's the reality. This, um, this murderer never should have had a firearm, been able to purchase a firearm to begin with. Here's what we've, here's what we've learned. Um, she was being treated for an emotional disorder at the time. She was being treated for an emotional disorder before the rampage associated with some kind of mental illness. And yet, this individual was still able to go in and purchase these firearms. And she hid the weapons that she purchased from her parents because her parents didn't want her to own guns due to an emotional disorder that she was being treated for. That's what the police revealed. Speaking to Fox News on Tuesday, Nashville Police Chief John Drake said that Hale, the murderer, 28 years old, legally obtained the weapons used in the attack, but shouldn't have been in possession of them because she was being treated for an emotional disorder. The, the point is that every time you have one of these mass shootings, somehow they're able to get them. Whether they violate the law or they don't violate the law, Fundamentally, what we need to address here is mental illness. And it's no surprise to me that this is proliferating when you have people who go, who go through an education system or watch the news or listen to a Democratic Party or the media who is constantly telling people how terrible their lives are, who is constantly tearing down America, who is constantly dividing this nation, who is preying on people's vulnerabilities preying on their vulnerabilities. And I, I started the show talking about the fragility of the human spirit. 
And the issue in America, of course, is that we've lost our way morally, but it goes back to religion as well. It's the destruction of the nuclear family. Fatherless homes. An education system that pits children against one another and creates endless victims in this society. I mean, during COVID, for example, I read a couple episodes ago or last episode the, the information from that individual from China who immigrated here. And he talked about what they did in California, threatening to turn off the utilities of churches or people who were hosting gatherings in their homes was reminiscent of what they did in communist China, outlawing religion and Christianity, persecuting Christians. The very reason he left China. And they did that here. People don't have any any kind of support system in place anymore. We, We are completely lost as a nation. Without values, without rules, without family, without a sense of self and purpose, we crumble. We crumble. That, that's how these cults, by the way, recruit people. That's how they function. They prey on people that are extremely insecure, that, that are lost, and they promise them that they're going to give them purpose and show them a way. That's what they're doing with these kids with the gender ideology and CRT and so on and so forth. It's really sick to me. It's really sick to me. Now, I just want to do something because I feel like doing it. And if you're not a Christian, that's fine. But I, I actually want to, uh, I want to say a prayer because only prayer is going to heal this nation. Only return to spirituality is going to save this nation. Only God's going to heal this nation. That's my belief. No politician can do it alone. So I just want to pray. You know, Lord God, I am so thankful for your involvement in my own life. I am so thankful that I have gotten to know you. I'm so thankful for my parents who took me to church. I'm so thankful that that you have helped me through all of the many difficult periods of my time, that you have spared me from some hardship, exposed me to some, and made me the person I am today, that we're walking together. And I look at this world and I, I am scared. And sometimes I do feel helpless. And I just pray that you give me the wisdom and give us the wisdom and give us as Americans and Christians and, and even people who are still searching for faith and searching for you, give us the wisdom, the motivation, hold our hands, guide us. We need the helmet of salvation. We need the sword of the spirit. And we pray that, that, that your rod and your staff, that they guide us, they comfort us, they lead us. And you give us the strength to stand up to these evil people in this country, Lord. We pray that that you give us the words, you give us the, the compunction, you give us the strength, all that we need to take on these forces because with you on our side, they cannot prevail. Be with our leaders. 
be with our countrymen. Let, 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 let your spirit sweep across this nation and take it back. Restore the morality of this nation, the purpose of this nation, so that we can thrive and look to you for guidance once again and do what is right, not just by you, but, but for our children. And in Jesus' name, amen. I don't know what else to tell you. Where do you go? You know, people that, people that don't know God, I feel for them. I feel for them because I, I don't know where I'd be without, without him, without somewhere to turn. Captain, this is personal. Uh... And I'll just share it because it relates to, to you know, what, what the show. <clears throat> uh, everything's good. I, I went with my wife to get our final uh, ultrasound this morning at the OBGYN. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the baby's smaller. Uh, we're not worried about, you know, health really, but uh, it's more, more than likely genetically, but uh, a genetic thing. But the point is, you know, it's a, it's a smaller baby, you know. Right now, like basically the way they measure it, you know, if uh, they go by where you are in your in your pregnancy and and, and you measure what the weight should be. And so in our case, our daughter's our uh, weight is low. So we have to go and get a, a scan somewhere else tomorrow to really get appropriate measurements of the child. And I just say this because it's possible that we could deliver. We Our daughter could be born Thursday. I don't know. We'll find out. But, you know, I, I just... In this kind of new stage that I'm going into in my life, I just look at, yeah, I look at these children. Yeah, I look at what's happening in this country. And, and I just, all you want to do is protect. All you want to do is, is, is create an environment and make sure that that person gets everything they need. And the forces that want to destroy our children, steal them from us, corrupt them, turn them into this killer like in Nashville. They're open about it, they're vociferous, and they're fighting for that. And I think I'll end with this. One of the greatest problems, in my opinion, in this nation, of course, is that the quote-unquote silent majority has been silent and hasn't fought back. I think that much of the problem has been that the left has bastardized Christianity, bastardized the Bible, and made us play by a rule book that doesn't actually exist, that is actually a, a rule book of sin, that isn't a rule book, that is God's word. And I want to focus on a couple words, tolerance and love. The left essentially has fed us a bill of lies, right? The, the secularists themselves who would defile and make fun of Jesus Christ all day long tell us that we have to be tolerant, right? Tolerant of, of transgenderism, tolerant of, of X, Y, and Z, tolerant of gender theory, tolerant. No, Jesus didn't preach tolerance. Jesus was not tolerance. Tolerance is not a virtue, not when it comes to moral issues. Jesus didn't go out and say, you're a prostitute. Good on you. Keep it up. You do you. No, he went in there and he condemned it. You see, condemnation of amorality and love go together. If someone's drinking themselves to death, it isn't tolerant to go to that person and give them a bottle of Jack Daniels because they like to drink. 
That's not tolerance. That's disgusting. It's the left that is intolerant of us, and we must learn to be intolerant of amorality. We must learn to openly condemn that which we know is harmful and detrimental. Because that is actually the Christian way. You know, the Christian, anyone of faith really, we're not called to be quiet. We're called to speak out. We're called to go out and make disciples. This is the thing. Silence. Silence is the opposite of what we're called to do. The reality is a person of faith is called to activism. Activism. So don't be shy. We've got to speak out and we've got to get together and we've got to fight back against this thing. Because all of these catastrophes are happening, more and more are going to continue to happen, and they're by design, and the Democrats are going to continue to use them to advance their agenda, which is just going to be what? A vicious cycle that's going to further harm this country and erode our freedoms and liberties. So that's the, uh, I guess, the, uh, the, the Drew. You know, this is the kind of conversation, Captain, that I feel like our leaders should be having in Washington, D.C. What we just did here today at the Drew Prayer hall, I guess you could call it today. But this is what should be happening, and they're not doing it. It's just political. It's just political. But we're not, we're not really political here. We are, but we care about the country. All right. Uh, I'll keep you posted. Uh, may have a daughter any day. You'll be uh, the first to find out right after my family. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, all right, this is Drew Allen. God bless you all, sincerely. And um, until next time. Talk to my friend Drew Allen. I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. Has Drew died Allen. hard conservative. I look to this guy for wisdom.